Hi, and welcome back to An Alien's Journey Through Ulysses. I'm your host, Olivia Tobin. Bloom spends so much mental energy during this book spying on and conjecturing about Boylan and Molly's planned rendezvous. Why does he consistently refuse to take action against it? Boylan is quite literally right in front of him, and Bloom will still not approach him man-to-man to have a conversation about Boylan's affair with his wife. I know we've talked at length about Bloom's insecurity, but I can't imagine a husband, no matter how insecure they may be, seeing the person who is literally screwing his wife on the side in real life and not immediately taking action. In this episode of An Alien's Journey Through Ulysses, we'll be talking about Chapter 11 of Ulysses by James Joyce, otherwise known as Sirens. This chapter engages in one of the more explicit references to the Odyssey that has been included in the text thus far. With the start of the chapter, no, the overture is not the start, which is true of any overture preceding any form of art, presenting us with two very clear sirens of bronze and gold, Miss Deuce and Miss Kennedy. Much of the chapter is spent dealing with the interactions of these two women and the men they serve at the Ormond Hotel, and for good reason, their tactics for seduction are clear and pronounced. But I think that one of the more meaningful moments of this chapter takes place in lines 457 and 458. They read, Bloom heard a jing, a little sound. He's off. Light sob of breath, Bloom sighed unto the silent blue-hued flowers. Jingling. He's gone. Jingle. Here. I thought this delicately placed moment of heartbreak as Bloom realizes that Boylan is really truly about to go have his appointment with Molly serves as a really good touchdown to reality in this chapter that seems to be focused on the hypersexual fantasies of the sirens and the men that they are seducing. Miss Kennedy and Miss Deuce's failed attempts at seducing Boylan through their teasing of the other men at the Ormond play into this idea that the situation at the Ormond Hotel dining room is one based on the fantasies and desires of those within its walls. And Boylan's resistance of their temptations and true pursuit of his real goal cements Boylan and Molly's affair as a tangible and crushing reality for Bloom. I also found this moment deeply frustrating, however. Do I feel bad for Bloom? Of course I do. He's in a really tough situation. But at this point, the only thing that's preventing him from action is cowardice, and I'm looking forward to seeing how the rest of the picture of Bloom is painted throughout the remaining pages of the novel, and seeing if that image colors how I view Bloom now. case, although it may not have helped you to understand Ulysses better, talking this chapter through with you has certainly helped me. Thanks for listening, and see you next time.